With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lightning Round Podcast. With your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go! Boy, Jamie, just like I said, what a way to spend the Sunday night. Here, Chargers lose another heartbreaker, this time in primetime again. And again, it's to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's always a tight game. Uh, Chargers just don't seem to be on the right end of it very often. Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Monday night, Thursday night. Fuck. Does it really uh, matter? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, it, it's so frustrating because we're, we're only here they, to suffer as the Korean American says, that's his well, they, name. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they actually played a really good first half and the coaches with the exception of not getting a touchdown at the end of the first half, mm-hmm. I thought the coaches basically managed a perfect final eight minutes of the first half. They had the ball yeah. twice. Yeah. The Chiefs only had a three and out in that span. Um, they they did a great job of moving the ball, putting points on the board, taking the lead in the halftime, setting themselves up for basically a three for one between their two final possessions in the in the first half and a, and their first possession in the second half. Seemed like they come out guns blazing. You know, they come out early, play action on first down, getting big chunks on first down out of play action. Something we've been calling for all season 
for shit for a year and a half, it seems like. Um, they're finally doing it. They're having success with it. They're putting points on the board with it. And then we get in the in the second half with a measly seven-point lead, and it's like, okay, game's over. Let's sit on the lead. We're going to run the ball on first down. We're going to run the ball on second down. Mm. We're going to ask Josh Palmer to be our, y- our yards-after-catch guy and throw the ball to him four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Let's bleed the next 30 minutes and win the game. There was no interest in scoring points until they had to. They weren't. didn't seem like they were really even trying to move the ball. They went right back to their old philosophy of trying to set up third and medium, third and short, instead of moving the ball in chunks and putting points on the board. Again, the defense played really well for about three quarters, and they just fell apart because they were on the field too much. Can't really blame them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, some of it you can blame them, but not all yeah. of it. Um, they can't cover Travis Kelsey. They can't tackle Travis Kelsey. They're at a point now where, you know, last year we're looking at Nasir Adderley thinking, wow, this guy might be a star in the making. It seems like he's <laughs> taking steps forward. He's do a big contract. Guy can't fucking tackle again. No, he's not uh-uh. covering anybody and he's not making plays on the back end. Mm-hmm. They're just a mess. Um, blown assignments up front, blown assignments in the secondary on defense. They just, they're not a good football team and they're poorly coached. I think that's really the only conclusion you can come to is they're just they're just not well coached they're not fully prepared on a game to game basis they can't make in game adjustments they're just bad yeah um yeah the not scoring at the end of the half was a big momentum turn you could just feel it, it going from one score to one score and not extending it to two scores after that uh the way they were playing in that first half you know to it, it all started well it kind of all started and ended with that second and inches toss play from Lombardi to Eckler. I, I just, they were running downhill all of the first half. Uh, they were getting ahead of the sticks. They were coming downhill. They were power blocking. There was a lot of good things happening in the run game. And then to go behind the line of scrimmage, toss it and hope you can get Eckler in space against this defensive line. I just, that didn't, that didn't make any sense to me. They went away from what was working early on. And then they decided they wanted to run that pitch near the goal line on second and inches. I mean, that QB sneak was working all game long. That just seemed like an easy call. And if it wasn't, then, you know, running it with Eckler uh, downhill is much easier and much better than a toss outside to Eckler and uh, it set him up to third and, you know, two or three at that point, And then they couldn't convert. And then they had to kick a field goal. That was, that was a tough one. But I think, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I was on Twitter at the end of the game for like, it felt like 60 seconds and it was Lombardi still sucks. Uh, the injuries are a big issue. And I don't think either of those things are really true. Um, I, I not, not building on that lead in the third quarter. I think there's a little lull in that third quarter where Lombardi could have been a little bit better, but I think the first half he was great uh, towards the end of that game. He was very good, but r- what it really came down to for me in this game is the offensive line just could not protect Justin Herbert when he had time. Herbert was cooking, and that's why he was so good in the first half. But then what the amount of sacks and pressures they gave up at the end of that game, I mean, it just felt like the offensive line was just running on fumes in that fourth quarter, and and Casey was in that backfield a lot. So, you know, I, 
I don't know if you can go ahead and start blaming Lombardi. I mean, obviously, we're not fans of Lombardi. We've been saying it for weeks and weeks. But this isn't really, to me, the game you blame Lombardi or start blaming the injuries because they had the guys. Not having Mike Williams hurts a little bit, you know, only having him for that one play, which was a beautiful catch, by the way, that little toe tap on the sideline. Um, not having Mike Williams is one thing, but they listen, KC didn't have a lot of their uh, wide receivers either. Uh, they didn't have Juju. Uh, they... Um, Tony ended up going down and early in that game. I mean, they had uh, McCall Hardman didn't play today. They had their top wide receivers out. Their top three went out. Uh, they still had Travis Kelsey, and that was enough for them. And it should have been enough for the Chargers too. But they just didn't do enough today, and they got beat, really. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not sure I agree with you on Lombardi okay. not being good. I mean, the, the offensive line definitely did struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, they struggled big time in pass protection that it seemed like the communication in general was bad. The protections weren't being slid to the right places. They weren't picking up stunts and twists and blitz. It was really bad. And I I think a game like this from the offensive line was coming because Justin's been doing so much to slide and climb and avoid pressures that it's made the offensive line look much better than it really has been. You know, they'd only given up four sacks or 13 sacks, I think, to that to this game, mm-hmm. prior to this game. Um, and they give up five tonight, and I think it was just a matter of, uh, I think Herbert kind of ran out of some of his magic in terms of making people miss and buying time, and he started taking too many hits. Um, <clears throat> but I also think, you know, Lombardi was really good in the first half, in particular on the first drive. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Dialed up a shot to Palmer. He had a first uh, on the first play of the game, play action, 15 yard dart to, to Keenan for a first down, kind of got them rolling. Um, every first down on that first drive, pretty much, was a play action pass. And then they'd run behind that. And they were having a lot of success doing that. And I can understand why they wanted to stick to the run because they had so much success with it in the first half. But you can't run on every first down and expect to have success. It, it just got to the point where the Chiefs were loading the box seven, eight, nine guys in the box and the chargers just couldn't get the same traction in the, in the ground game. And now they're behind the sticks and now we're going back to stick. Now we're going back to dump offs and they can't pick up the, they can't pick up yardage and chunks. So I think Lombardi betrayed himself and the team a little bit with, with some of those first down calls in the second half kind of felt like they wanted to sit on the lead a little bit. Um, when they had a chance to really go for a three for one and those final two possessions of the first drive of the first half, excuse me, and the first possession of the second half, you put up seven in that first possession of the second half, take a couple shots, move the ball down the field, and uh, that's a whole different ballgame. So I just – it's like we have a lead. Let's go back to what we always do. It doesn't work, but maybe it will work this time, and it's just frustrating. Uh, kind of tired of watching it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, there. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think there was a lull in the third quarter. They didn't score any points. I don't think Lombardi was perfect, but I think there was a lot more – people to blame on that rung before hitting Lombardi in my mind. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you can make the argument either way, but I think if you're getting into a habit of we're going to run on every single first down when they're loading the box and there's no thought of taking a play action and trying to pick up 10 or 15 yards behind, behind the loaded box. I just think you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, just felt like they weren't really trying a whole lot in the third mm-hmm. quarter. Give the Chiefs yeah. credit. They stopped them. They mm-hmm. made plays. They got to Herbert. 
you know, they did their job. They're professionals on their side. They're getting paid too. It's not like you're just going to go through them, you know, like a knife through warm butter every time, but it seemed like they really had them on their heels and they didn't really do anything to capitalize on it in the third quarter. No, no. And I think, um, even with all that said, the chargers obviously had a chance to win this game and they, uh, blew it late. Um, and I mean, quite honestly, I don't, I don't know if you can draw it up any better. You want your best player on Travis Kelsey and they put Derwin on him and it just, he just got beat on that last touchdown. He got rubbed, went flat and, and then, uh, Kelsey just went right by him. I mean, I don't, you know, um, man, I, this, this third down defense was terrible today. Uh, there was a lot of third and longs converted today. The second touchdown was on a third down throw from Kelsey with a bunch of missed tackles, including the Nasir Adderley tackle you were talking about earlier. Um, you know, Derwin was good early on, but man, uh, they really needed him at the end there. And he just, there was that really bad flag on him. And then he just, he just got beat by Kelsey again. Yeah. You know, Derwin has not been great in coverage this year. Um, most of his value comes when he's in the box and he's able to blitz and make plays against the run. The defense as a whole, I think, is very limited in terms of what they can do when he's forced to cover the majority of the time. So you come into a game like this where you know you have to have him on Kelsey more often than not. It really limits your blitz packages. It limits your pressure packages in general. It just makes things hard because it takes the best player further away from the ball. And that puts everybody in a worse spot. So, um, I mean, Kelsey had a great game. They got to figure out a way to take that guy away. I mean, going into this game, he is the one guy you know they're going to get the ball to when they need when they need to make a play. Yeah, Mahomes is always looking, even when they're fully healthy. Mahomes is looking at at Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You know they're going there. You know they're designing plays for him. You have to find a way to make him earn it. You have to find a way to take him away. And not only did they not take him away, but it's like they're afraid of tackling him. Like he catches the ball and it just seemed like it's an automatic 15 to 20 yards of yak every time he touches the ball because yeah. nobody has any interest in tackling the guy. They just shrink. They're, you know, they're shrinking violets every time he touches the ball. It's pretty disheartening for a team that spent so much time talking about how much they've improved the defense and how tough they are. And, you know, they've got all this veteran leadership, guys who have won before and – this is what we get when the game is on the line. Yeah. Just not a whole lot of fight, not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of leadership, um, a whole lot of talk, but nobody's really backing it up right now. No action. No. And this is really, uh, this was as close as it came to a playoff game in November. I mean, with this loss now, they're pretty much out of the AFC West hunt now and they got to fight for a wild card spot. So they really, really needed this game and they knew the importance going into it. And, you know, if you know that Juju's out and Hardman's out and you know, they're going to be going to Travis Kelsey. I don't know in any world where at any point during the game, Kenneth Murray should be matched up on Travis Kelsey on any important down, whether it's first, second, third, fourth, he should not be on Travis Kelsey ever. And of course he was at one point and it was one of his biggest games of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's not all on Murray. Everybody struggled with <laughs> well, Kelsey. Of course. Oh, of course not. No, no, no. But that can't, be, that can't be the game plan. And if you go into the game, knowing that Kelsey is going to be the focus, which he always is, but especially when everybody else is hurt, I mean, bracket him, 
press yeah. him, make him earn his way down the field, something. You can't just give him free runs across the field and not tackle him. Yeah. You've got to have more bodies around him. It was way too easy for him all day long. Um, and Mahomes was amazing again tonight. you got to give him credit. I mean, some of the throws he made were ridiculous. That one, I think it was to Watson down the sideline with um, – Bryce Callahan. Running Bryce step Callahan yeah. running step for step with him, and he, he just drops it right over Callahan's head off his back foot. Oh, my God. I mean, some of the things that guy can do are there's just amazing. Um, and he was he was money when it counted again. Yep. He always is. You just knew, you know, you want to celebrate the go-ahead touchdown mm -hmm. in the final two minutes of the game, but a minute fifty and two timeouts, too much time. Way too much. Yeah. They're just not they're not capable of stopping him in that situation. No, they're they're just they, not. And you know, I thought <clears throat> I think it was the first play that final drive. I thought they should have hit Mahomes with grounding because he was in the pocket retreating mm -hmm. and he threw the ball away and he yeah. wasn't within 10 or 15 yards of a wide receiver. And they just, there was a guy about 10 yards downfield and they said, Oh, he's in the area. Yeah. He was nowhere near the ball. He was clearly throwing that ball away. That should have been grounding. Um, I think it was the next, the next play or two plays later, the throw to MVS where he throws, I think it was down to the ground yeah. Yeah. and comes back to the ball. Like, you can't tell me that's not offensive pass interference. <laughs> and then you you go with those two non-calls, and then you call uh, defensive holding on Derwin, Derwin. Mm -hmm. who is pressing Kelsey, and they're within five yards of the line of scrimmage, and they've been letting that go all night long. It's just ticky-tack, man. Um, yeah. At least let them play. I mean, I'm not saying the refs are the reason they lost the game because they're clearly not. Yeah, The Chargers did plenty to hurt themselves, both in terms of coaching and a lack of execution on both sides of the ball. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, it, it's, it makes it harder to swallow when the when the referees are inserting themselves in the game in the final two minutes like that. Yeah, extending the that drive a little bit longer than they should have. Yeah, and, a, and, a, and on the other side of the field, too, with Derwin, I mean, not even, like, going his way. His hand got hooked inside of his jersey, but it really wasn't, like, egregious or something you really – you call more times than not. I think you let that go usually. Yeah, but, um, it's away from the ball. It had no impact on the play. Mahomes isn't even looking at him. It's yeah, I agree. I, I think I think it's I think you, you've been letting him play like that all night. Mm -hmm. There was a similar play like that with Kelsey and Derwin earlier in the game where Derwin got Kelsey and Kelsey tried to swim free and he fell on mm -hmm. a third down and they didn't call it. Yep. If you're not going to call that, you shouldn't call the one at the end of the game. Yeah. So yeah, still just, not blaming the know, refs, but yeah, not, not blaming the refs. We, we're not blaming the refs. That's our number one rule on the show. Yeah. We don't blame the refs, but that doesn't mean we can't criticize them. Yeah. Like I said, chargers did plenty to hurt themselves. Not <laughs> yeah. moving the ball at all in the third quarter was crippling. Not getting seven at the end of the first half turned out to be crippling. Yep. Uh, the, for me, that the turning point of that game, and people will point to not getting seven at the end of the first half, and that did hurt. Mm -hmm. To me, the whole game changed on that third and seventeen inside the Chiefs' five yard line um, when they give up a first oh, down, like uh -huh. a twenty five yard catch or whatever it was for yeah. a first down. I mean, they. They rush four. They drop seven. It's just a vanilla four-man rush. There isn't even a stun or a twist up front. There's no extra man coming. Four on five up front. 
all you're really doing is looking to to pin him down, to pin Mahomes down in the pocket. There's no effort to get to the quarterback there, and you just let him sit back there and pat the ball and climb in the pocket and make another money throw on a money down, and you just look stupid. You've been blitzing him all night. The blitzes have been working. Yeah. You've been rattling him. You've been forcing some bad throws in key situations, and there you go conservative. You basically play prevent, and like they say, all prevent does is prevent the win, and that's what happened. You give up the first down, they wind up going down and scoring on that drive, I believe, and it completely changed the game. That was that was a tough one. That was a really rough sequence, and uh, yeah, but they but like you were saying, I mean, there was a lot of really good pressure from a lot of guys. Sebastian Joseph Day had a great game today. Bryce Callahan on that corner blitz hit Mahomes twice, forced two incompletions. Morgan Fox was in on it. Um, and, uh, Troy Reader, by the way, uh, when he stepped in for Kenneth Murray, uh, forced a fumble, had an amazing uh, pass breakup in coverage. Uh, we saw some good plays from Fajoko, some good plays from Gazayano. I mean, there were some good plays today, but man, run defense uh, did not help him today, and that third down defense, which is something that Staley said coming out of the break in halftime, said we have to be good on third down and we got to get turnovers. <laughs> Our third down defense has got to be better, and it was worse, I feel like, in the second half. Yeah, I mean, the third down defense was actually pretty good in the first half. They only gave up 13 points in the first half, mm -hmm. and it was all on the first three drives of the game. After that, they pretty much shut them down. So, um, yeah, third down defense is awful. It continues to be awful. So let me ask you. At this oh, okay. point, we're yeah. a little over a year and a half in with Brandon Staley. Uh-huh. What is he good at? Uh leading men. That's a he... horseshit answer. What's he good at? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying that's why he got hired. Uh, because he's uh much like the other two coaches before him, uh, he is good at leading a locker room. Because um, he's a fucking cheerleader. <laughs> well, that's what he's Good at, I mean, his defense has not been good. That they invested so much in his defense, uh, they are one of the worst run defenses. They don't get as many turnovers as they should. Uh, the defensive line hasn't improved as much as they had hoped. Uh, it seems like the corners have taken a step back when they're supposed to help ascend this team. Uh, the offense isn't any good. Uh, parts that part of that's Lombardi, but I mean, it's not like his in-game decisions and his you know, gunslinger mentality that uh, we liked early on has really paid off. So I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's not much to really like about him. It's about, um, you know, great sound bites. It's about uh, being able to keep his team together, but it just, none of, none of what he says he's backed up on the field because they're just not a good football team right now. Yeah. What do you think? Well, then what's your answer? Cause you sound like you, you got one better. No, well, he's not okay. good at anything. Okay. I mean, that's the problem is he was good with the sound bites early on, and I think that's what drew a lot of us to him was that it seemed like he was being honest and transparent on the mic early on. Uh, but now the one thing that really separated him from other coaches, especially the Chargers' last two coaches, was the fourth down, fourth and Staley, right? We're not even getting that anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a couple opportunities in this game to go for it and chose yeah. not to. Um, which is problematic. Settling for a field goal inside the five yard line is never a good thing. Um, Wake up! His his <laughs> defense is bad. Mm -hmm. uh, 
all around bad. It's especially bad on third down. It's really bad in the red zone. They spent a bunch of money on the defense with players that he wanted, who we thought he would put in a better position to succeed. They're all getting worse. Um, I think it's time to ask if his system is too complicated. Is it, is it too intricate? Is it so complicated that the guys don't get it and they can't carry out their assignments? Because there are way too many blown assignments on defense on a week-to-week basis. Guys losing the edge, guys busting coverages, guys missing tackles, um, just guys generally being out of position and seemingly not knowing what's expected of them. We're a year and a half in, and the, the excuse last year was, well, we just didn't have the talent to carry out the scheme. But they're supposed to have the talent to carry out the scheme, even with the injuries. Mm-hmm. The secondary is completely healthy. The linebackers are healthy. They're down at edge, which was supposed to be a strength of the team. And they're down on the defensive line. Mm -hmm. But nobody has really stepped up to take charge of this defense. And that's a big problem. We've also had um, what we mentioned, the loss of fourth and Staley. We don't get that anymore. I have a feeling that's more in the front office it is than it is on Staley. I think they clipped his nuts in the offseason after hearing (laughs) everybody rip him for going for it on too many fourth downs and they, they overcorrected. Um, they don't manage the clock. Well, typically uh, their scripts generally do not net good results. Usually their best results come after, after they're through their scripted plays. Um, there's just nothing. I don't know what he does well. And it's worrisome because he should be getting better. He should be learning from his mistakes and I think we're still going to have him for two more years until his contract is up based on the way this, the Spanos is do business. So I don't know where this gets better unless they just keep dumping money into the defense. Um, the offensive line is going backwards. They've oh. got problems at wide receiver. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of issues going on right now um, that they don't seem to have any answers for. And that's it's, problematic. Yeah. I mean, I, and um, I, w- I wonder if if maybe this is you know that Staley's just a little bit overwhelmed. I mean, when he came in, we we uh, we both wanted Staley, so obviously we were a fan Wrong. of the hire. We were yeah, we, he was one uh, B or one A one B. We we liked uh, Dable too, but um, with Staley, he had shot up the ranks so fast. And then became the defensive coordinator for the Rams. That we were even thinking that you know the Spanos were finally like getting ahead of the curve. They weren't waiting until he became a hot commodity. They were like, he's got a good system in a successful defense. He's a forward thinker, and let's get him while he's young and hot before he becomes you know uh, the hottest name on the market. And now. You know, I don't know if it's because he hasn't had all that experience and it just isn't working out or he doesn't know how to implement his defense, but whatever he did in LA is not working here or with the Rams, isn't working with the Chargers now. Um, and maybe it is the complexity of the defense. Maybe it is that he's not, he hasn't been in the league long enough to understand it. I, I don't know, but whatever it is, is there's a huge disconnect between the coach we saw with the Rams who was so creative and again, a very forward thinker and, you know, was very stats driven and he was a gambler on fourth down to now this guy who's kind of got this sop defense that you can't really 
count on. The defense is supposed to help them win games, and it kind of helped them last year. This year, it's just not the case, and there's just problems all around when they still have the talent on the field, regardless of all these injuries that have piled up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I. I mean, we talked last week about the the common denominator, and that's the front office, Tom Telesco, and and more specifically the Spanos family and John Spanos as the the head of football operations. That's the one common denominator between all these coaches they've had in the last ten years. Um, but Staley's got to take some of the blame, and I mean, he seemed like he was a guy who was brilliant, and he was going to take the defense to the next level and he was going to, there was a lot of talk about how he was going to develop Herbert and they were going to make Herbert the offense, which hasn't really happened. Um, so right now it all seems like talk and it seems like too much too soon. And there's no answers for anything. Um, a lot of talk about answers, but not a lot of answers actually being provided. Oh, you yeah. know, we focused a lot in the bye week on getting off the field on third down. Okay. You just give up like 60 or 70% third. I don't know what the number is, yeah, but yeah. it seemed like they, they let them convert on almost every third down throughout the game. And isn't it so, funny? Like uh, it could be third and 12 or whatever it was. And you're like, they're going to give this up. But then that like second and third and short, you're like, Oh, they might be able to stand strong and stop a run here or there. But if it's third and 10 plus, it's like, they're probably going to convert this. Cause it's the same old chargers. Yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I really had high hopes for Staley, but yeah. we're we're not getting any answers for much of anything. We're we're not getting really any adjustments. It seems like they're stuck on doing the same thing over and over and over again. The only real adjustment we get is that heavy front with only one linebacker. Mm -hmm. That's the big adjustment pretty much every week. But now that's part of the game plan at this point. It's not an adjustment. They just go to it when they're desperate. That's that's the point. They only go to it when they've actually like absolutely been gashed by it for three and a half quarters or, you know, seven, eight plays on the drive, seven, eight big runs. And then they go heavy up front. It's yep. not like they do it to get ahead of it. And it's the same thing with the blitz packages on third down. They refuse to blitz until they're behind. Mm -hmm. And then they blitz when they're desperate. And they won't throw the ball deep. They won't push the ball down the field until they have to. And at that point, it's predictable. They might do it on the first drive, but then it goes away once they get a lead. Um, yeah, it's really frustrating. I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> so 
So where do we go from here? We always we always talk about being action based. If we are if we are in the front office here, we're not firing Staley. Are you firing Staley? Monday morning? If during the season? Yeah. I probably not. Yeah. I think that's an off season move personally. I, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody in house who you can replace him with. I mean, what are you going to do? Promote Hill or Lombardi? God forbid. There's nobody who can, who can replace him. Shane day. As Shane head coach. Day, just jump him. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, no, I don't know. There's nobody internally. No. Um, yeah. So we're not, we're not firing Staley if we're the staff, but is there any like personnel changes? I mean, I'd like to see Troy reader on the field a lot more than Kenneth Murray now, which I thought we'd see a lot more of. I thought we'd see a lot more of rotation, but we're not. Is there anybody on the bench who you really need to see on the field at this point? I guess. I mean, well, I mean, addition by subtraction, uh, do you want to see JT woods on the field more and Aloha Gilman instead of Adderley? Uh, I don't necessarily, I mean, I know Gilman came up with the fumble today, but no, I don't want to see more of him on the field. No, um, I don't either. It's probably time. To, and they started today. Woods was on the field mm -hmm. for at least one play today that I saw. So yeah. I think it's time to start seeing if he's the playmaker that you think he is. I, I know he, you know, he, he can't tackle, but maybe he can come up with a couple of picks and, and turn a game that way. Give you some field position or something or, see if he can contribute on special teams and come away with a, I don't know, force a fumble or something. But yeah, I, I would say it's probably time to start taking an extended look at woods um, just because I'm, I'm done with watching Adderley try to ankle tackle people. Um, he's not good enough on the back end as a cover guy and a playmaker to put up with what he's been as a tackler this year. Yeah. He's just been all the way bad. Um, yeah. If you he wanted, heard, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I would, I would, I would be okay with bringing Reader in. I think they're better in that heavy set with one linebacker, but if you're going to have two linebackers on the field, I, I know he's a former first-round pick. I don't really see the development in Murray that everybody else has been seeing. I think you put Reader out there and see if he can make some plays for you. Um, I think you got to get Gaziano on the field more to see if maybe he can help create some interior pressure. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I thought really he was pretty good in the run game today. I thought Gaziano had a pretty good day in the run game today. Yeah, he was okay. Um, I don't know if there's really an answer or a solve on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. They're having major communication issues. Zion isn't playing well. Filer isn't playing well. Uh -uh. Um, it's affecting I don't think Salier they have. Now. What's that? It's affecting Salyer now. The Filer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't think they have, they don't have the bodies or the personnel on the offensive line, the depth to make any real changes. I think they're kind of stuck where they are. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's much else you can do with the personnel. You have any other yeah. ideas? No. I mean, we talked about signing like a defensive tackle. Um, a lot of those got picked up this week. All by the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Eagles got them all. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we talked about bringing an OBJ if at all possible, but you know, I, they just don't, it's, it's tough. They gotta, now they gotta, I, I mean, what do they do now? They've got to, 
not win out, but they've got to get close to it going forward if they want even a shot at the wild card. Yeah, I don't I I think tonight pretty much ended their shot at the wild card. I think it's going to be tough. I just don't think they're very good right now. No. They seem to be allergic to scoring points in the second half. Um, Lombardi is a major handicap. I mean, even if the offensive line isn't playing that well, Lombardi is a huge handicap because he's just too conservative and it's not going to change. I think it's going to be a major uphill battle at five and five right now. Yeah, no doubt. Because I'm not sure you get a wild card spot at t- ten and seven. Probably not. You'd probably need to win eleven games. Yeah. Man. Whew. Um. And I'm sure people are going to want us to go through the schedule, but I don't have it in front of me. Um. But I know there's some tough ones. We did that last week, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Although those those opinions might change after tonight, but <laughs> we did do that last week. I, I know. I know. They uh, they had a chance today. They just uh, just got beat, man. So okay, we've been negative here for like mm-hmm. thirty five minutes. Um, do we have any positives that we want to share? To uh, I think on? we're positive. I think uh, Bryce Callahan looked really good. We talked about some of the guys that looked good. I thought Bryce Callahan was great as a blitzer today. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day had a hell of a game, and I think really that that signing is starting to really pay off with both of those guys, Callahan and uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. Um, I, like I said, I thought Gaziano had some good plays today. Uh, Morgan Fox was in the backfield a lot today. Um, uh, Troy reader made some plays today at the linebacker spot. I think there were some good and look at Joshua Palmer really stepping up when Mike Williams went down and Keenan Allen fumbling and then coming back and having that huge catch down the sideline, uh, real big redemption arc for Keenan Allen today. Um, it was great to see him back out there. The offense is definitely a hell of a lot more explosive with him on the field. You can just tell there's a difference. For sure. Herbert looks more comfortable and confident in the weapons when he's out there. Yeah. I mean, Palmer's had two good weeks in a row. I think he's had three good games in the last four or five weeks. He's been getting more consistent. It seems like they're figuring out how to use him, and they're realizing that he isn't Mike Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. so they can't use him as if he is. <clears throat> um so it's it's encouraging that that they're figuring that out. It's a shame that it took a year and a half to figure it out, but yeah, they're figuring it out. Um, nice to have Keenan back. Spiller looked really good in the first half. We didn't really mm-hmm. see much of him in the second half. I think he touched no. the ball once or twice in the second half, but he looked really good both in terms of you know making guys miss in the hole and finishing runs by running behind his pads and being physical. Um, which is really encouraging. He looked good catching the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan, even though he was on a pitch count, he looked fresh, which you would hope he would after missing seven weeks or whatever it was. Yeah, Hands look good. He's running well. He's cutting well. He got down the field, which you're not used to seeing from him. All good things. Uh, what else? You mentioned the defense. Yeah. Fox, SJD, both played really well. Mm-hmm. Callahan was good. I was expecting more from Zant. I didn't think he played very well tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Durham was kind of a disappointment outside of his sack. Anybody else? I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. And then the other positive, I mentioned this earlier, but I kind of glossed over it. Even though the drive didn't end with seven points, I thought the Chargers did a really good job of 
managing the clock and controlling the clock the last eight minutes of the first half to make sure the Chiefs only got one possession. They got they had two scoring drives in the final eight minutes of the, of the first half, I believe, um, and really controlled the clock and did a good job of, of shortening the game and uh, and limiting the Chiefs' possessions. Would have been nice to come away with seven at the, at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. I didn't have as big of a problem with the pitch to Eckler. I think the problem was the personnel and McKitty getting in the way and taking out um, his own guy. Taking out his own guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. McKitty mm-hmm. being incompetent is what blew up that play. I don't <laughs> think the play call was bad. I think if everybody executes, mm-hmm. we're talking about what a great play it is because it scored a touchdown. So, um, didn't have a huge problem with the play call. Would have liked okay. to see him run downhill, but I can live yeah. with a pitch if it goes, if, if people execute. They just didn't execute. I, I'm fine with a double flea flicker if it works, but you don't want to see a run very often. <laughs> Not really the same thing. But. <laughs> uh, this this made me laugh here from Seth. We've come a long way since we crowned Staley the greatest church coach of all time when he went for last year. Remember, we were building statues of him not too long ago, Jamie. I know. <laughs> yeah. My, things my, how much, how much things change and. <laughs> In a year and a half, huh? Yep. Have the turns have tabled. Um, but uh, Palmer, uh, I thought, was a lot more aggressive today. It felt like a different Palmer. It seemed like, you know, they're trying to use him, like you mentioned, like kind of like that Mike Williams role that we've mentioned before. But also, it seems like he was a lot more passive. Like, he would get ran out of bounds a lot. His routes were getting cut off by the sideline. But today, it seemed like he was the aggressor. He was fighting for some tough catches. Uh, he added some yards after the catch today. He was a lot more aggressive today than we've seen uh, in games past, I think. And I think that was kind of a difference today uh, with Joshua Palmer. And a uh, great touchdown at the end by him as well. So, uh, yeah, I thought I thought he was really good. And I know Zion had did not have a very good game, but I think that um, – that kickout block where he blocked two guys to uh, free Spiller was a great rep by him uh, where Spiller ended up getting like 10 yards on that play. Oh, and one play that they ran at the goal line today at the end of the game was a swing pass to Eckler where they had everybody out wide and it was just a hat on a hat and there's three wide receivers blocking so that Eckler could get, he got down to like the three or four Mm -hmm. that play should return sometime before the end of the season. That was a perfectly executed play. And that is probably a touchdown next time. Everybody blocked across the board. You had Eckler in space. A linebacker had to get him at the second level, but that was a beautiful play call. And I love that play. Yeah, that was a great play. Um, I would like to see them stop throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage to Palmer. I don't think that's a recipe for success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't do that part. Yeah, that, that play to Eckler was a nice play. And they got a really nice block, I believe, from Keenan on that play to help spring it. So they had a couple of nice swing passes to Eckler in in similar formations where they they had everybody out wide and threw behind them and mm-hmm. just let him kind of pick his spot. Uh, we have a question that keeps being asked okay. repeatedly. So let's. Oh boy, this is answer a good one it. or a bad one. Oh, okay. So Athir says, "I got questions. If the Chargers finish nine and eight. Whose job is safe? Give me an answer, please. <laughs> um, I, I, if they're nine and eight, they're about above five hundred, and I think that's enough to keep uh, Staley safe. To be honest with you, I would fire him, but I think the Spanos would keep him. I, I've and been they would blame injuries. Weeks. Yep, 
I've been saying it for weeks. I will say it again. Unless the Chargers finish like five and eleven or a five and twelve, excuse me, or six and eleven. Like lose out the rest of the season. Damn. Lose out the rest of the season and completely crumble and humiliate oh. themselves. They're not firing Brandon Staley. So even if the char- so if the Chargers finish at seven and ten, they win two more games the rest of the way. And they go two and five the rest of the season. You think it, uh, Staley's job still safe? I do. I think they'll look at the close games they played against the Chiefs, against the 49ers, against some other teams, and they'll say, we're hanging with good football teams. We just didn't have the healthy bodies to finish. And they'll use that as an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be an injury excuse at the end of the game, for sure. They'll yeah. put up that chart where they're the most injured team, but not you know, point to the talent that they did have and couldn't get it done. Um, and then Cameron said that Ficken at special teams is the only one that should be safe. And shout out to Ficken, who has really turned this special teams around, man. They have looked excellent this year. He has been amazing. And they've been really good with the details. Uh, that play, I forget who it was against. Uh, the play where um, Jasir Taylor came down the field and threw a blocker into a putt return or forced oh, a forced turnover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that against the Raiders? I forget who that was. It was early in the season. Uh, yeah, won them the game. They recovered it and was able to kick a field goal. And I'm trying to remember who that was. Was it the Broncos? Oh, it was the Texans. Was it the Texans? Anyway, I know what talk what you're talking about. But yes, and yeah. then even today, where they kicked it near the sideline and they uh, and and the Chief caught it and went out of bounds and kind of pinned it yep. back there. Yeah, their their attention to detail and ability to execute those details on special teams this year has been oh, I was light right years ahead. What's that? It was the Broncos. Was it the Broncos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, But anyway, their ability to identify and execute on the details in special teams this year has been light years ahead of where it's been really at any time since Tom Telesco has been the general manager and John Spanos has been running head of football operations. (laughs) Um, They're operating at a much higher level than they ever have. Mm -hmm. And I think Ficken deserves a ton of credit because they had a lot more turnover on special teams this year. And to be able to execute the way they've been able to has been, I think, a really key factor in their ability to stay in games because they would not have been able to make these plays the last few years and they, they'd be getting blown out in these games that they're hanging around in. It, remember when at the end of last season they fired special teams coach and now his name escapes me, of course. But Sw- um, uh, Swinton. Swinton, Darius, Darius Swinton. Swinton. Yep. They fired Darius Swinton and special teams was pretty good with Andre Roberts last year. And they kept Lombardi and uh, they kept everybody across the board, but they got rid of special teams and you're going, what, why is he the fall guy? Special teams was the only good part of that season. It felt like, and then here comes Ficken and somehow they got even better. Uh, JK Scott has been amazing with his hang time uh, on punts. And the fact that they've been able to go through three different kickers and Hopkins was good when he was healthy. Birdlet was good when he was here. And now uh, Dicker, the kicker has been great since he's been here. Uh, return game's been great in terms of uh, coverage unit and stuff. Uh, not that Hopkins has really been a great uh, kick returner or punt returner. He's had a few good returns, but uh, special teams have been really good this year. And Ficken deserves a ton of credit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely agree. And, you know, we were having a conversation in our discord earlier this week where people were talking about Mike and Keenan coming back and, mm-hmm. you know, now the offense is going to pick up. And I was like, you know, this is going to sound weird because we all want the team to win. 
but I think we should all kind of serious should kind of be secretly rooting for the team for the offense not to get better with Keenan and Mike back to not be able to put up points in the second half because that's the only way Lombardi is going to get fired. Oh, because if they're hurt and he's not putting up points, it's easy to point out and say, well, they didn't have their wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Of course, he's not putting up points. They, you know, they're limited. What are they supposed to do? Like everybody's saying on Twitter right now, well, they have to run it. They, they have to throw swing passes and three yard passes because they don't have the bodies they thought they were going to have. What, you know, how are they supposed to execute and get the ball down the field, which is, horseshit by the way but mm-hmm. it is what it is yeah um so just to have them have keenan back even in a limited fashion and struggle in the second half if even if they were to finish nine and eight this year if they continue to struggle in second halves and they continue to get boat raced in the second half of games i think we're getting closer and closer to getting lombardi fired but if they come back and things turn around they're just going to point to those guys being hurt and say well see it wasn't lombardi we just didn't have our bodies, but as soon as they came back, things got better. So you can't blame Joe. It was the injuries. Right. Um, I just, whatever happens this year, we need Lombardi gone next year. That's that's the end goal here. Yeah. Lombardi needs to get fired at the end of the day. I think that's it. Um, any other, uh, if you guys got any questions, let us know. Nick just had a baby. Congratulations. And he wants to know what team his son should be a fan of. The Chiefs? Yeah. Seems <laughs> like the easiest answer. Will they be good by the time he's old enough to really care? Is the hard part, you know? Maybe he was, he was just born. Know. So we're talking like, you know, seven, eight. When you start getting in seven years, is Andy Reid still there? Probably not. But Mahomes, Mahomes probably is, still will be. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey will probably be gone by then. Maybe. Who knows? So maybe not the Chiefs. Maybe the Eagles. Who's got a good young core? Maybe yeah, the a- Dolphins, if you like speed receivers and throwing the ball down the field. Just don't let him be a Charger fan, I think, is, <laughs> is the answer. Anybody but the Chargers. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, who who would subject themselves to this? We were, bu- And that's the problem, is Nick's son's going to be born into this, like the rest of us, and we're all just going to have to suffer together. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of the father-son bond is you guys commiserating together it was kind yeah, of don't do, that to him. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that to him <laughs> oh okay um let's see there was making him a charger fan would be child abuse well that's a little strong but i i get what you're saying that's close that's close it's definitely it's emotional it. abuse yeah yeah and depending Emot- on how you're speaking with him and to him during games it could be verbal abuse too so <laughs> so just be careful is what we're saying <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh there's a couple questions but how much does this o line miss frank clark seems like he's been gone the o line has trended downward you mean Frank Smith? Or Frank Smith. What did I say? Frank Clark? Different yeah. Guy. Yeah. Sorry. He's in my nightmares, I guess. <laughs> he didn't have a good game. But um, yeah, Fra- I mean, Frank Smith was great. Yeah. I mean, he was huge, I think, in developing um, Pipkins mm-hmm. and in, in the line gelling and executing their 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 jobs, their assignments um, in general. And I think they've really missed him. 
Yeah. I think that was a tough loss. Offensive line looked really good for uh, a good bit. They did not look good today. Uh, Omar wants to know, what are our thoughts on Herbert throwing two interceptions at the end of both games? See, that's a tough one. Because somebody asked earlier that if roles were reversed, Chargers score that touchdown, Mahomes has two timeouts, 30 seconds mm -hmm. left. You assume he's going down and, and maybe scoring. With 30 seconds? I mean, they did it with 17 against the Bills, right? Yeah. I don't playoffs. know. I mean, they needed a minute 15 to score today. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. But anyway. I, that's asking a lot, I think. that. I think that's asking a lot. I mean, Herbert throwing that interception, I, he he made a desperation decision trying to get the ball to his best playmaker. Um, options are limited. He's trying to avoid getting hit. He probably should have thrown the ball away. Mm -hmm. I think that's ideally what you want him to do. Um, but he's trying to make something happen. The one last week wasn't really on him. His arm got hit. They didn't yep. protect him. His arm got hit, and the ball was offline. Uh, not really on Herbert. He actually had an open, I think it was Palmer was wide open um, down the sideline. He just couldn't get it to him because he took the hit. Um, yeah. So I don't, I mean, it just, it just seems like the Chargers are doomed to these finishes no matter what. Um, <laughs> no matter who's a quarterback? No matter who's a quarterback. It's the same kind of finishes we had with Herbert or with uh, Rivers. Rivers? Mm. Yeah. Forcing balls into spots, making mistakes, tip balls getting picked off, um, just because they have to do everything for the team to win. Yeah, uh, definitely not blaming Herbert, but um, yeah, that's it's been a tough end again, and it's it feels just like Rivers. Um, all right, well, I think um, I think we're good. Uh, we did fifty minutes or so on this now. And uh, this is going to be a tough one. Hopefully, uh, they can get back on it, and uh, we can. We'll maybe we'll have a better tone next week. But uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.